0: Welcome to the Creating Wonder Podcast. This is a podcast for creators who are struggling creating and for artists who need a pick-me-up. A little bit of encouragement. My name is Craig Weishar and I'm your host. Today, we are going to do a part two on creating perseverance and we're asking the question, what does perseverance look like when I meet resistance? That's coming up next on the Creating Wonder Podcast. Have you ever woken up and felt like you just didn't want to participate in life today maybe it feels like all of your creative energy is sapped maybe life isn't going how you wanted it to go and you wonder will anything ever change will this creative path work out for me will my life ever settle down so that i have the mental and emotional space to create honestly that's exactly how i felt when planning this episode. I got up. I'd been up less than an hour, and I just felt like all my motivation was gone. All I wanted to do was crawl back in bed and sleep for the rest of the day. But I chose to engage, and it's because I recognized this feeling as resistance. After recognizing the resistance, then of course I had to have some more challenges. My laptop started to act up, Whenever I tried to type something, it just decided it wasn't going to produce the words that I was typing. So that was another layer of difficulty for me to work with. I had something going on internally and externally. And even though not much really happened, it just felt like the entire universe was against me, despite what all those gurus try to tell us. So how do we push through resistance? As a matter of fact, maybe we should be asking, what is resistance? The name of resistance was really popularized by Stephen Pressfield in his book called The War of Art. Resistance is really exactly what its name implies. It is resistance that you or I face when we embark on any creative work. It's the thing that stops you from creating or doing any other work that benefits your life or someone else's. It's the voice that tells you you can't, the voice that tells you, you won't succeed. The voice that punishes you with shame every time you try and yet fail. It's easy to believe because the voice of resistance comes from inside us. It's the voice of all our fears, insecurities, excuses, and every other negative thought or feeling we harbor about ourselves. Resistance often imitates the still small voice of God, in order to make us believe that what it says has merit and authority over our life. How do you get over that? The truth is most people don't. Most people simply succumb to that voice. We can tell that that's true by anecdotal evidence. Just look around you. Look at the sheer amount of people living their lives oblivious to the rat race that they're trapped in, living paycheck to paycheck, not just in their jobs, but in their very life circumstances. Some of us have just been living from wound to wound, from trauma to trauma. And the thing about defeating resistance is it isn't a one-time event. This isn't something that I am going to learn and then never have to deal with again. It's actually a daily occurrence, sometimes even hourly or minute to minute depending on how your day is going sadly most people don't have the grit to stick it out and the nature of defeating resistance is like a marathon it's not a sprint and because of that marathon type nature that's enough to make most people quit but not us we're gonna look at some new possibilities and I want to start with this really famous little fable that you may have heard of. It's called the tortoise and the hare. The big lesson that we learn from the tortoise and the hare is slow and steady wins the race. We all know how this story went, right? You have this race between the hare, the rabbit, and the tortoise. And right at the beginning of the race, the rabbit takes off. This hare takes off super fast. He's cruising right along. And our little tortoise just kind of moseys along, creeping step by step by step, slow and steady. Eventually, the hare gets tired, realizes he's way ahead, and he thinks to himself, oh, I'm going to take a nap. So he parks it right underneath this tree in the shade and falls asleep. But while he's sleeping there, our friend the tortoise slowly, steadily, and surely passes him and makes it to that finish line. And just before he crosses that finish line, the hare wakes up and in a panic, decides to chase after the tortoise, hoping that he can still win. But it's all for naught, because he was too lazy for too long. He burnt himself out trying to sprint in a marathon. Oftentimes, we may actually act like that hare. We sprint in trying to get creativity going we may find ourselves getting bored or tired and then we see that we took a break longer than we expected to because i thought wow i tried really hard this morning i think i'll take the rest of the day off and then the next thing i know the rest of the day turns into another day and another week another month before i know it i haven't been creating for a good portion of my life so then all of a sudden i may panic But that panic may actually cause me to get frozen where I've been resting. So we can either be like the hare and in that panic sprint towards the finish line. But it's a desperation that does not work out for us. Or we could even just get frozen underneath that tree that we took shade under. And we don't move at all. But if we were like the tortoise, we would have steadily and surely pursued our creative path. So I wanna present a couple of options here and and really also a superpower. We're gonna look at willpower, habit, and hope. Willpower is really, I think, best defined by Nike's slogan of just do it. That really sums up willpower. This is often exactly what we actually need. We need to tell ourselves to just do it. We don't allow any more excuses for us to not be creating. We simply need to just do it. The thing about willpower is that it's actually finite, though. You have a limited reserve of it every single day. And so the staying power of willpower can be very challenging sometimes. Some of us have more than others. And that's where the power of habit comes in. Habit helps us to extend our willpower in a way because it saves us from having to use our willpower. The reality is habits are actually easier to create than we think. I know there's a lot of uh, gurus and science about this. Sometimes it's 20 days, sometimes it's 30 days, sometimes it's 60 days or more. But the truth is if you decide to just invest a little bit of willpower up front, you'll find that you can create a habit fairly easily. The thing about the habit is you want to keep it very, very simple and also be able to recognize when some habits actually stack on top of others. For instance, I like to get up early in the morning so that I can write while everybody else in my family is asleep. I use this example off. It took willpower for me to initiate that habit. I had to have the willpower of getting myself up each morning for about the first week or so. But after that, it became very easy. And at this point, I've been doing it long enough. I don't even need an alarm to wake up anymore. No matter what time I end up getting to bed, even if it's later than I plan to, I just tell myself the time I want to wake up, and sure enough, I'm awake and ready to go. In order to create that habit, there were some smaller pieces that I needed to put in place at first. For instance, I had to set the alarm. That needed to be a habit at the beginning. Like I said, I no longer need that habit, but to begin, it was pretty necessary. I had to have another habit, and that is getting out of the bed. It'd be really easy to hear the alarm and hit the snooze button, or just turn the alarm off altogether. Forget the snooze, right? But I had to actually get out of the bed. That was another habit that was created and was initiated with willpower. And then the most important habit that I actually had to engage in, besides setting the alarm, besides getting up, and some of the other small habits along the way. But I had to develop the habit of writing as quickly as possible when I got up. My goal each morning is to get to writing as quickly as possible after I wake up. So once I wake up, I'm getting out of the bed, You know, I need to have a drink of water or whatever, Uh, I want to make sure that I am actually sitting down and writing as quickly as I possibly can, or some days even standing up to write, depending on what I feel like doing that morning. I know that if I delay the writing part, then the rest of those little habits were all for naught. So just like the tortoise, it's slow and steady. It's doing these little bits every single day. And before you know it, you will have something ready to go. This is a way that we can take advantage of this kind of two-pronged attack, if you will, with willpower and habit. I will most likely need to start with some willpower, but I can decrease my need for it when I form productive habits. And the last thing I want to mention today is the superpower of hope. I really believe that hope is one of our most potent superpowers. I mean, after all, if we don't have hope, then what are we even doing? To me, hope is the fuel of life hoping for something that we haven't seen yet, but we truly believe that we will see it. This is the beginning of every creative project. If I'm going to sit down and write a book, I have a hope that I'm going to see a completed manuscript. Even though it's far off, even though I know that slow and steady will win the race, I have to maintain my hope so that I can get to the finish line. And as believers in Christ, as Christians, We have this great hope in redemption. This hope that every tear will one day be wiped from our eyes. That one day as we are with our Savior in eternity, there will be no more pain and suffering. There's hope in redemption. Hope knowing that we are living out the greatest stories that we love in our very lives. Every movie, every book that you've ever fallen in love with, most likely has this hope of redemption built into it. We see our heroes stumble and fall and learn and grow. And it's all for the hope of how they will change by the end of the story, how they will overcome the things that have previously defeated them. Why do we wait till the end of the book to see that happen? It's hope. And that hope is what we have in our own personal lives. We are the heroes in those stories. We are the people who have been knocked down, but have stood up. We are the people who have failed, but will try again. We are the people who are learning and growing and overcoming every obstacle. That's why we hold on to our hope. So now time for the call to action today. What can you do to support your creativity? What's a habit that you can create? Just a small habit. Maybe it's as simple as picking up that pen or getting the blank sheet in front of you or setting up your easel with the blank canvas. Those first few times of getting this new habit established will certainly require some willpower for some of us more than others, but that's just part of life. Think of this habit that you can create. Break it up into smaller habits, if you can, and start with one of these smaller pieces. And most of all, hold on to that hope that by utilizing these little habits, by utilizing the willpower that you have today, one day you will see your creation come to life, one day you will see your creation make a difference in somebody else's life. That is the hope we hold on to. That is why we engage in our creative ability. You are God's masterpiece. And now go and have a great day creating good things.